Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Space 24 Wrestling Podcast. I'm John, and as usual, I am joined by my brother Dan, the biggest jabroni of them all. And we're going to go through the WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT, as well as AEW results for the previous week. This should be fun. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Right then, so we'll kick off with Raw, shall we? Yeah, let's let's go straight into it. It's called Faster to the Dog Shit. (laughs) All right, so opening segment. Big thing of Randy Orton winning at Hell in a Cell. Uh, McIntyre comes out, then the music hits, he comes out with John Morrison, talks about winning the money bag briefcase. Uh, McIntyre says, you say anything to me, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he said something to him, and then McIntyre proceeds to beat the shell. <laughs> As you do. So we moved on to Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles with Big Black Guy. Yeah. So, St- Styles, oh, this is a Survivor Series qualifying match. Yeah. So, they got into it. Styles went into the ring, sliding out the ring so he could hit a dropkick. He jumped from the middle turnbuckle, but his bodyguard grabbed, it, grabbed him, apparently. Um, he did. AJ Styles hit a brain buster for two. The Hardy came back with a pendulum dropkick. And then Styles picked him up and did the torture rack, as, as he, he's well known to do torture racks, AJ Styles. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so it was a bullshit finish. Styles knocked him in the bearing. In comes Elias with his little pussy guitar and hits him in the back. Yep. Um... It was a win for Styles, so he goes on to Survivor Series because he's got nothing better to do. No. Again, then, he's just wasted. Yep. And it's the Lucha House Party versus Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. Strange strange combination. Yep. After chasing our truth in 24-7. So, the tag team match, which was fairly bad, and then our truth came out. Looking for little Jimmy as he does. Jimmy! He almost got Jimmy. pinned by Tuzawa. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, Truth kicked out and threw him in the back of the barricade. Yeah. The referee didn't call for a DQ for some unknown reason. Everyone then started to try and pin Truth for the 24-7 title. And then Dorado won by pinfall to get Gulak. Um, it was weird by reading it because I didn't watch it because it's shit. Uh, why does our truth need to be anywhere near this tag team match? And how does the referee not disqualify the Lucha Dragons for our truth putting his hands on Tazawa? But okay, whatever. Elias versus Keith Lee. Yeah. Great. So Elias was in the ring about to uh, do a promo about his new album that nobody will buy because nobody cares. Nope. He ran over. Apparently Lee came out, ran over Elias with a running crossbody, caught him into the ring, and then out comes 
Hardy to get Elias, and then Lee hit a spirit bomb to beat Elias. Obviously, cause on qualifies for the Survivor, team, Survivor Team, Survivor Series team, even. And then Hardy hit Elias with a guitar shot to the back. And then is that what, Braun Strowman come out at some point? Uh, I, don't uh, it's the way I think he does. I think he hobbles out. He does so much. Right. Fucking mad. He comes Strowman that nobody wants to see. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, so the next match is the Hurt Business versus Retribution Elimination match. Another match that nobody wants to see. And this was weird as fuck. So, ignoring the whole match, this is when me, Yim, or The Reckoning, I imagine her name is, or something like that. She got in the ring and then started scratching the arms and rolling around on the floor. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, well, what the fuck was that about? And then she came out on Twitter and said, I was being possessed. Possessed by fucking who? The Fiend. Yeah, get fucked. It would look, it look stupid. Um, the whole yeah. thing with retribution now is that the dead, they're gone. Yeah, you've yeah. lost. You've you've dropped the ball with it big time. Now they don't look strong where they come in and they were wrecking the place and caused causing chaos. Now they're just they sign the contracts apparently, and they're just getting beat every week. What yep. is the point? Then you put yep. um, Ali with them. And he is, like we said, the last one, a decent wrestler and very charismatic as well. But it's just, again, it's it just hasn't worked out at all. It's just a waste of time. They're feuding with a group that's also heel. Yeah, which, which means no nobody's going to be interested in it. It's whatever. All right, The Miz versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, so... This was only ever going to go one way, and it did, with McIntyre kicking Miz right in the face with a claymore. Uh, so, the Miz lost. McIntyre won, although, if I'm honest, McIntyre should still be the WWE champion. I don't really see the point with Brandy Orton, but then it got pointed out that the fact they might not want McIntyre losing to Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, which is why he might have dropped the contract. But look, it didn't matter when it was Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. It didn't matter when it was somebody else versus Brock Lesnar who was champion at Survivor Series. Plus, Survivor Series doesn't matter. Fuck me. All right. Nikki Cross versus Lacey Evans versus Lana versus Peyton Rice. This is for the Survivor Series, I think. Yeah, I know where this is going. So, Lana won. Lana won. Jax came out for the third table. table for the sixth consecutive week in a fucking row. So, I understand what Myro was saying. He's saying that she's strong in that, but however, yes, give it up. Grow up there and just fucking move on. Stop doing it. You put her with the one wrestler that could potentially end a career and put her in a wheelchair. It's just lucky now that she's starting. She's probably found a way of trying to protect herself when she's getting put through the table. But six weeks in a row, it's getting boring now. 
it just needs it needs to stop. It's becoming a, a meme at these at this point. Yep, it is. So we move on from that. It's Matt Riddle, soon to be just Riddle, versus yeah. Sheamus, which is another photo. It was so dumb. I mean, I had to put it out on Twitter that, look, it doesn't matter if you change the name to Riddle. People can still Google WWE Riddle and still find out about the whole case against him. It doesn't change anything. It's not like you're changing his name fully. Yeah, it's it his last... It not as if it's hiding him. <laughs> my God. It, it just sounds like he's a Batman villain now. He comes out called Riddle. Riddle me this, riddle me that. <laughs> ah, right, so he locked up with Seamus. They did some moves. And then Seamus beat him with a bro kick. So He's not yeah. having much luck, mate, because he's been beaten two weeks in a row now. Um, so, yeah, uh, Riddle hasn't done anything since coming to the um, main roster. Really? Same yeah. with Keith Lee? Yep, wasted. It's uh, making it pointless. He comes a moment of bliss with Briar Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. They interviewed Orton, but apparently Briar Wyatt Bray Wyatt was thinking about um, when the Viper burned down his house in the cool in the woods. Yeah. Uh, blah de blah Orton asked where the fiend was. She just smiled manically and told the his music hit. Yep. And then they brawled. Yeah, they did. And then McIntyre came out. And nobody cared because why is the fiend be dadding to this now? God why knows. is the f- Fuck is the feed being added to this? This is well, it's probably oh. just to keep it or something burning until Edge gets back from injury. I'll keep him fucking burning. Raw rating, absolute trash. Nothing really spectacular. Nothing nice to say about it. Yeah, there might have been a couple of good matches. I didn't see the matches. I'm reading it because I pretty much had enough after Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Right, so what's next? NXT. Right, I, NXT. I really want to talk about this because I and this is the first time that I've put NXT on and watched it, and I was I was I was actually there was there was only two matches that I cared about really yeah. that I thought were any good was obviously the first match Damian Priest versus Gargano in the Devil's Playground match that was a hell of a match for the pair of them, but then again that tells me with Gargano picking up the win. Is Priest getting ready to move up? I don't know. Um, let's see. So the first match was the Devil's Playground. Yeah. Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. Which you've already said that Gargano wins by pinfall. With help with someone that was in a mask. So I don't know who that was. Unless you're going to start feuding with someone else. Because the way the way it ended was they went up to the where the wheel was, and uh, it was a shot shotsy blackheart. Yeah, she was standing there, and someone came up with a concrete with a baseball bat, hit him with it, and then handed Gorgon a metal with well, uh, a concrete block, which he clocked him with, and then threw him off the stage through a table and the thing, and that's how he won. So I don't know if that's primed to be another feud with someone else or. 
we'll find out Wednesday, I would imagine. See who did it. Yeah. And there was a segment with Pat McAfee introducing the group that will take over NXT. Originally, Rich, Hol- Rich Holland was supposed to be in this group. So it's Oni Locke and Danny Birch. Yeah. They taunted Undisputed Era. Yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly came out, followed by Pete Dunne, and then the Bruiserweight decided to be the shell of O'Reilly, which yeah. only makes sense since, you know... O'Reilly did it to him. Uh, yeah, it was Roderick Strong turned on him in the finals of the NXT. Yeah, match. yeah, so it was... So, yeah. Yeah. Makes Plus, sense. Pete Dunne is better as a heel. This is true. Yeah. There we go to everyone's favourite Colombian drug, drug lord, Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. Just before we touch on that one. Okay. That Magov is still a prick, but never mind. We move. <laughs> he might be a prick, but he's very good on the mic, which... Yeah, he well, is. I hate you for saying that. You know, I watched him when he was speaking his shit, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Hear it when he's right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's really good. I watch his, um, his podcast on the uh, YouTubes. He's really good. I'll give you um, that one. Yeah, Jake Atlas versus Santos Escobar, and obviously Escobar won. Um, I don't know if that was what, what match that was or what it was meant to do, but yeah. No, it was the Cruiserweight it was champ, be, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, well, it didn't say anything on the website that it was Cruiserweight. Oh, yeah. It was a singles match, but it wasn't for the title. Um, sports, Skeeter, uh, Give it a C rating. I didn't give it two looks because I wasn't interested. Well, they're very nice. Bleacher Report, give it a D plus. No way. I'll tell you what, this next match, um, Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Loomis. Yep. This is what we want. This was, yes, it was a bit far-fetched, but at the same time, it was entertaining as hell. But this is, I think, the only reason why... WWE won the weight ratings for on Wednesday. It was for the fact that they put a pay-per-view on on a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. And this match, the the whole, everything about it with the zombies, with the haunted house, it just fit in and it just went well. And Dexter Loomis is, I'm rating him at the minute. Like He's just a proper creepy bloke. <laughs> the, yeah. Um, Jesus. So he planted crumbs with a kata katami into the, the silence for the win. Yep. Loomis wins by technical submission that was given an A minus. It was a hell of a match. To be fair, it deserves more because it was more entertaining than probably any other. It should have been main event in my eyes because it was just that, just how good it was. The way even the referees were playing to the whole spot, like hiding in a corner, pretending to be a zombie, and then just zombies coming out and. It was just creepy, but because the character of Dexter Loomis is a bit of a creep, it just fitted like oh, a yeah. like Ace Ventura would say, like a glove. And it was just entertaining as hell. And Grimes, right. to be forgive, sorry, to, to give Cameron Grimes his dues as well. He played quite well into that as well. Um, we roughly took on Raquel Golod Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, Apparently, she asserted her strength advantage. Uh, they're both the same build. How does she... Out- that doesn't make sense, but okay. Uh, Powerbombing Ripley into a glass panel. 
uh, word on the physical offense. Blah de blah de blah. I don't like her. She is a dick. <laughs> Drake Maverick was apparently dressed up as Hulk Hogan. I don't know what this has got to do with the Gonzalez Ripley match, but uh, apparently the nice little section here of uh, Drake Maverick as Hulk Hogan and Dillian King was the shockmaster. Yeah, okay. I saw that. Yeah, I've seen the picture, right? <laughs> uh, Ripley defeated Gonzalez by pinfall. No surprises there. And then there's the final match, which is Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Yeah, but there was a bit before that, though. Um, Tommaso Ciampa did a, a segment and he was threatening the. Um, he, he was backstage and ranted about the state of NXT before issuing a threat to Velveteen Dream. That's so, right, uh, chop his penis off or something. Yeah, or something like that. I think he's going after him anyway. Good. Anyway, uh, yeah. Poppy uh, makes an appearance and does a live theme for uh, Kyo Shirai. The wheel is spun and it's a tables match. Oh, sorry, table ladders and scares match. Yeah. What the fuck's a scares? Uh, so, yeah, it got brutal. Obviously, I imagine this would be a good match because they're both very good workers. It was a good match, but again, Shiree... Uh, Shirai. Shirai won. Yeah. They wouldn't call her up. The, the issue that happened, this is why um, Survivor Series doesn't have NXT, is they don't want to keep heavily relying on NXT talent. Meaning, they've finally seen that they're ruining NXT by keep calling up their own fucking people and just... NXT barely has anyone to kind of compete with AEW at the moment. But yeah, that's good. Move on to AEW. Yes. Right then. So it kicked off with um, the first of two of the semi finals for the Eliminator tournament matches um, Wardlow versus Hangman. It was a good match. Uh, Wardlow showed his strength, but there was only going to be one winner, and that was Hangman. Um, he hit the what's it called the was it long shot clothesline where he does shot clothesline or whatever oh, hold on the buckshot lariat that's what he he hit the buckshot lariat won it that way um, it was a good match to kick off the show Um Eddie Kingston was fighting uh, Matt Seidel. Uh, he beat Matt Seidel and then Ali got in the ring. Eddie told him to say, I quit. Matt Seidel said, I quit, which was sending a message to John Moxley because I've got a, an I quit match at full gear. Um, it was a good match, but it was... It was a bit of a pointless match. Then there was an interview between the FTR and the Young Bucks, just going through what's happened. Uh, FTR stormed out because Excalibur was more interested in Young Bucks, so they went out. And after that segment, there was the town hall meeting 
between Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle and MJF. So basically, Superstars came out, asked MJF questions of if um, if he would turn his back and turn his back on them and jump them and all that, and yada, yada, yada. Eric Bischoff came out, Eric B. He had a three-prong question, was what can MGF do for the Inner Circle? Though MGF is nearly a total package as a wrestler, what can the Inner Circle do for him? After calling Jericho a prima donna, and after Shivani told Jericho to shut up, Bischoff said that MGF showed the same characteristics if MGF joins the Inner Circle. How can they guarantee but they won't butt heads? And then that became a bit of a standoff. Um, full gear is a match between Jericho and MGF. Winner, if MGF wins, he gets in. If he loses, he's out. Pretty much. Okay. Um, Sammy and I think it's Santana didn't want, don't want him in there. Um, and they made the feelings clear so they're having a, a tag team match next week between Wardlow and MGF and them two. And then we move on to the TNT Championship, which was a, a lumberjack match. Okay. Uh, best friends got involved. They got lynched by Dark Order. So did Cody. Um, the winner of that match was Cody, which makes sense. Uh, but also, Cody's added three new people to uh, to the Nightmare family. So the Gun Club, i.e. Billy and Austin Gunn, and uh, the Captain Sean Dean. I think it was Sean Dean. Oh, right, Sean Dean. I thought you said Sean Bean. I was like, no, what? no, Sean Bean. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> In his Yorkshire accent, I'd love to see that. That would be hilarious. Literally, he gets everywhere. <laughs> he'll end up. Don't worry, he'll end up dying in the first two episodes anyway. Oh, don't get me started on Impact. Fucking hell! Right, um... <laughs> no, two seconds hasn't finished. The newly crowned NWA champion Serena Deeb versus uh, Layla Hirsch. Oh yes, saying name right. Um, very good match. Uh, did very well. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation of uh, Thunder Rosa's um, current situation, but the owner of NWA have told her that she's still under contract for most of next year, so she'll not be going anywhere. Uh, there was also an incident between the best friends and Myron and Kip Sabian uh, about the whole arcade game that they broke. Uh, Myro goes mental and starts chinning the pair of them. Kip Sabian joins in <laughs> and then they walk out. Um, Sean Spears versus uh, VSK. Sean Spears won. He pulls out uh, a bull from someone dressed as a bull from the crowd and it's Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Cry. Scorpio Cry. <laughs> Scorpio Sky drop, uh, hits the TKO and sends him on his way. The main event, which for me shouldn't really have been the main event because you've got the TNT Championship and by rights the championship. That match and the Lumberjack match and the Tech match it was should have been main event. Yeah. 
but then the world title eliminator tournament match between Pena El Zero and Kenny Omega. Good match. But Kenny Omega wins. So it's going to be Kenny Omega versus Hangman at full gear. Just following up some uh, news that's just that was breaking a couple of days ago. Um, on uh, next week, this week's episode coming at Dynamite, uh, the bastard pack is making a comeback. Oh, good. So, or i.e., if you know him as Neville, but he's now known as Pack. He's now making a comeback on AEW, and we'll have to wait and see what happens there and see what's said. The meme is at the minute he's coming back and trying to take his family back off Eddie Kingston. So the likes of Phoenix, uh, Ray Phoenix, and um, Penta. But we'll see. But overall, it was a good showing. But again, with WWE and NXT doing the whole Halloween Havoc thing, the Halloween Havoc, I'm going to give it to NXT this week just for the fact that the matches were way more entertaining with Gargano and Priest and then Dexter Loomis and uh, Cameron Grimes. It was just, for me, it was it was better and it actually got me in enthralled in it but yeah hey, now the fun's over time to go to the tribal beef oh for fuck's sake so outstruts your boy the big dog who comes out uh, after a video package of what happened at hell in the cell Um, essentially, I don't watch Hell in a Cell because I'm not willing to pay for it. Uh, Reigns had to resort to attacking Jimmy, apparently. He um, did. He had him in a triangle hold, and he was choking the life out of him, and it was the only way to get Jay to submit. Yeah. So the tribal chief said he can make whatever excuses he wants, but he's still quit. Uso said he can't respect Reigns for what he did. Nope. And then Rince went, bloody, bloody, blah, nobody cares. You will fall in line. Yeah, someone will fall in line. They give it an A. This is what I don't an get. A. Yeah, this is what I don't oh, get. Fuck off. This is why I don't really like Bleach Report because they're, they're fucking ass munchers. <laughs> Roman Reigns isn't that good. And this storyline is shit. The fact that there's so many people out there going, oh, this is the best work he's done ever. Yeah, because he's a heel. Now he's a heel, everyone likes him. <laughs> it makes no Just, sense. The fucking weird. Right, then we move on to SmackDown proper. Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler for the Survivor Series team. Yeah. So we turn from the break. I've just skipped there a lot. Owens becomes makes a comeback. He tried to do a proper powerbomb. Um... Basically, Ziggler got stunned and Kevin Owens will now be in the Survivor Series. Then it's Bianca Bella versus Billy Kay and Natalia. Just before you go on to that one, you notice how no one ever sells Kevin Owens' stunner like a Steve Austin's stunner? I know, yeah. Then what is the point? I don't know. I it's really just, don't know. I'm just putting that on there. Just it's, it's a stunner, but people just flop. 
Whereas like you, you had the Rock doing somersaults and even Shane Shane O'Mac doing somersaults, even Scott Hall. You know what I mean? You had some of the greats doing somersaults. Now with Kevin Owens doing the stunner, it's just a he hits it and the flop over, and that's it. Oh yeah. At least try and sell it. You know what I mean? Oh. This match started with Billy Kay pie facing women left, right, and right, and centre, <laughs> and then there was a pinning thing between Natalia and Kay, and then Bella tried to hit a moonsault, which was caught in a sharpshooter, and then Kay put on a chin lock. Uh, Natalia realised what was happening, released the hold, scrabbled of Billy Kay, and then Bianca Bella very much picked up the win with a KOD. And to win the spot on the Survivor team, it was a weird sounding match. I don't just whatever. Yeah. Uh, then the whole Murphy thing, which pissed off a lot of fans. <sighs> Fucking it's hell! A, this, it's a storyline. At the end of the day, they've lost obviously lost interest in it, and just just for me, because obviously because of a rage. Yeah. Which is. Big question marks over her age and his age. Yeah, because he's touching on what? He's 30, 31? He's 32. I mean. 32, and she's what, 19? Yep. And then the neck and on in the middle of the ring? Yep. Sorry, but it's, it's a bit weird that week. It is weird. Um, so, yeah, they, they came to the ring, apologized to Red. So, Buffy apologized to Red Dominic. And then Rollins came out. But uh, he said that the Mysterios will never accept him, but he'll forgive Murphy and embrace whatever kind of relationship he was he yeah. has with that earlier. He tries to get in the heads, but Dominic attacked Rollins from behind. Murphy pulled Dom away and started beating on Rollins himself. Yep. This led to Murphy and Dominic getting into a fight. Ray tried to intervene, but he ended up hitting the 619. As you do, going from a fight to a hit in the 619. Yeah. Until Leah stopped him, she said that she loved Murphy, they got up and kissed, and everyone cringed. Yeah. Uh, then we moved on to something more important, the Street Profits versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. So, this is just a random match that the Street Profits won again. And I'm starting to get bored because the there's there's an issue here that if they look, they need to start looking like they're going to lose the title for people to be interested in this. If they're just going to breeze through every tag team that they take on, then what's the fucking point? To me, right, this, this is the point. Right? You've got AEW who has got probably the biggest roster for tag team wrestlers, and they've probably got one. Of, they've probably got a couple of teams that are probably the best in the world at what they do. Then you've got TNA Impact, who again have got a good selection of tag teams. WWE had that selection of tag teams, but then they pissed a lot of them off and then they went because they didn't care about the tag team division. What is the point of having a tag team division if you're not going to fill it up with superstars that are actually actual tag teams? You had had, um, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. You had FTR. You even had um, what's his name, John Silver and his Luchasaurus. tag team. No, no, John Silver and his tag team partner. They did no, no, an episode but... of uh, SmackDown, which they fought against Tucker and Otis and lost. 
Oh yeah, no, but I was going to say Luchasaurus was under contract with WWE as well. But this is the thing though, that you've got your hardened fanboys and that, but the tag team division in WWE is it's fucked because he's getting rid of yeah. all of them and now he's split Tucker and Otis up, so Heavy Machinery's no longer. Yeah, yeah. So again, he's just shot himself in the foot there because he could have quite easily, right, now that feud with Morrison and The Miz is done, put them back into tag team contention. You didn't need Tucker to get involved. But it's just because they run out of ideas. Daniel Bryan takes on Jay, so... Yeah. Uh, skip a long story. Basically... Jay Uso beat up Daniel Bryan after the match. Yeah. He won the and match and then he just continued to beat him up as Roman Reigns was watching him. This is obviously done because they're going to turn the Oscars heel and it's going to be Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Uh, Smackdown has gone down the shitter. I think they should have swapped Roman Reigns and his fucking cousins over the raw then at least I can avoid watching the shit I don't want to watch <laughs> there was also a really awkward fucking interview with Lars Sullivan oh yes which was weird um, I, I think the best know. one was uh, the best uh, caption I saw was from a, a bloke on Twitter called Keenan Fisher um, and he put uh, Lars picture over a wheelie bin <laughs> Obviously, called him trash. It's fucking. Oh. Uh, what they don't get is they've already got a lot of monsters on the rust, the main roster on Raw and SmackDown. Nobody wants to see anymore. And now that Lars Sullivan's come back, yeah, he might have been injured or whatever. But the shit he's done, and the shit he's done recently, he's a liability. Yeah. The fact that he's got a job is unreal. The fact that, oh yeah, there was also the Netflix documentary that they were on Vince McMahon. Oh. I tell you what, I'm not watching it. It could be the most ex- expensive like wank that a rich man can have, but I'm not going to fucking watch it because it's not going to be 100% the truth. No. Because if it was going to be the 100% the truth, there'll be a bit in there where his dad looks at him and says, what I want you to do is I want you to keep the wrestling business like, like how it has been while he was running it and not buy out your competition. But did he listen? No. no. Now the wrestling business is on to ask because of him. Wait, I wouldn't say it's on his own. It's starting to pick itself up now with the oh, different promotions. Done. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, I don't see what you're saying. Like, you sort of spoil a lot of it because like we were, I think our generation were blessed because we had the likes of the British wrestling and then we had the WCW, uh, ECW before the whole yeah. invasion thing. And when you watched ECW, it wasn't about shitty storylines it was about how gory the matches could get yeah that's what people loved about it uh wcw and wwe were just identical shows trying to outdo each other and spoil each other's shows and recordings if they had info and taking their top talent off them it was just yeah wcw was (sighs) unfortunately run by the boys yeah which is why it ended up getting run into the ground that's which is why if anyone says, oh, I listen to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall for my wrestling information, or Eric Bischoff, you're wrong. Yeah. They've ruined more companies than they've actually fucking saved. 
Well, that's why Eric Bischoff just makes guest appearance now. He's not actually involved. Like Tony Khan is doing a really good job at AEW. Yeah. And where he's taken it from like over a year, he's built a fan base, they've built a business. It's doing really well. They've managed the, the whole COVID-19 situation really well. Um, the only thing is up for them, whereas WWE is that, for me, it's still flatlining. Now, I got peaked at the whole Halloween oh. havoc. But did, did you uh, did you see the uh, what Vince McMahon said about the ratings? No, so, no. no. It, it doesn't matter because he's making more views on YouTube. He obviously doesn't know how TV contracts work, and if that's how he thinks. Like if you're saying that is, do you not think that the people that aren't watching the shows live and then going and watching the snippets on YouTube, yeah. should that not give you an indication of what people are doing? They're just taking the best bits rather than watching the shitty whole show. No, he's obviously just spinning a line. He's spinning a line because he knows he can't be that stupid. The USA Network and Fox pay, paid him. And he probably got a decent amount of money for the um, rights to broadcast it for X amount of years. Yeah. He got two billion from Fox, which means to me, which is why when he turned around and said, Oh, we're struggling with money, I thought, Yeah, you're full of shit. But he's the issue that he has is he's trying to convince people that, Oh, yeah, YouTube helps as well. You're posting five minute segments and stuff that don't get adverts on. Yeah. You're not making any money off them. Yeah, you're getting views, but views on YouTube don't make money unless they're over ten minutes yeah. or eight minutes or whatever the new. I think it was the eight, new eight line minutes. Is. So, uh, the thing for me is he's just he's still deluded in how the business is run, and do you not see what uh, Paige's outburst as well? Oh yeah, she's pissed off, and she has every right to. But yeah, because she she can't wrestle. She's fucked. She's even come out yeah. and said it. Oh, yeah, so they're, take, they're taking away the one thing that she can do to try and kill the type as well as make herself a little bit of income on the side, which, by right, she should be allowed because she's not an in-ring competitor. Yeah, she isn't. It's the one thing that pissed me off there. She's right. She's broke her neck twice for that company. Literally. And this is how they repair. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes. She is, I think she'll leave. The thing is, if she leaves, and I know a lot of people might not like this, but she is extremely charismatic on the mic and she could very well be somebody's ballet somewhere else and 100%. she would get decent money she was really good as the Raw GM or the Smackdown GM which I was sure she was on yeah she can't wrestle again but she should be given a chance in a different role the fact that WWE has a sat at home doing nothing which is the whole reason why she started doing the stream she's still super popular with the fans yeah Fucking hell, it's... Sticker yeah. on Impact or sticker on AEW, even sticker in Ring of Honor and NWA, she'll make them an absolute fortune because she's good at what she does. She has lived and breathed this business her whole life. Got yeah, family's got her own, their own promotion down in Norwich, don't they? So, I yeah. mean, it's not... It's... You know, it's, it's in her blood that she's been doing it for years, literally most of her life. And she gets repaired by being told, oh, you can sit at home and you can do this, but you can't stream it. You can't interact with your fans. It's absolute bullshit. Yeah, He's an old man who's out of touch who doesn't understand what Twitch is. They don't make enough money to actually, for it to be, you know what I mean? Uh, despite what some news people have been saying, which I've been reading and 
listening to where they're saying, oh yeah, they're making decent money from it. I'm sorry, but they're not. Compared to what they would make from merchandising and their downside guarantee anyway, which you're talking about, what, hundreds of thousands, they'll be making, what, top side of possibly one, one and a half grand a month, if that, if that. I probably wouldn't even say that. They might even, if they're lucky, 500 quid. There's no way they're making enough money for WWE to make anything off it. No. It'd be, it'd be pennies. It wouldn't be anything to them. They're just doing it out of principle and they're just doing, doing it to be difficult. But this will end up coming back and biting them because a lot of people, when they sit down, because there's been a lot of talk that when WWE launches their own Twitter, they want these people to do Twitter for them. Uh, sorry, Twitter, Twitch, not Twitter. Don't know, do you? Because they'll not no. get anything out of it. No, they should. They should say no. Why should we? Where they're on? What? What? What's, the, what, what's in it for me to like promote your platform? The end of the day, right? Whatever. What will happen is, even if Paige leaves now, she can still launch her own T-shirts, launch her own merchandise. Hundred oh, yeah. percent of that. She will make an absolute fortune of that because she's still got loads and loads of loyal fans. Oh yeah. But WWE don't see that. They just think that they're their property and they can do what they want and when they want with them. It's a physical fucking person. Yeah, it's, he has too much of an old school mentality, which is why he needs to go. Unfortunately, the world's passed him by. You can no longer treat people like this and expect oh. the fans to go across. You cannot also sit there and say, oh, well, what the fans think doesn't matter. They're the ones tuning in. They're the yep. ones buying your merch. If, like... I'd like to like point out that it's very similar to the way that football is over here. Without the fans, the business cripples, and there's a lot of like clubs at the moment buckling because no fans are coming in through the gates. Exactly. It's a big proof that in any sport, any sort of like entertainment that needs fans, like cinema, a lot of cinemas are shut. Without people going to it, you're going to have a hard time making money. And if he doesn't get that through his thick, old, wrinkly skull, then WWE will end up going down a hole they can't recover from. Yep. And they'll end up being the WCW. It's, it's unreal. It's literally just... There's a lot of people there that should just go, you know what, I'm not wrestling for you. No way. Well, I'm not interested. This, this way, right? I don't know if you read, but I read this with AEW. Uh, Rene and uh, Mauro. Yeah. Uh, there's rumoured a third, like a third, um, third episode. So you've got After Dark and then you've got Dynamite. There's another, a new show apparently rumoured and them two are going to be part of it. And I'll tell you what, that's it. If that is something, that, if that is, if that comes to fruition, They've hit on there, especially with Moro, because Moro's loved within UFC as well as WWE. So he's he'll bring his followers with him as well because they love the way he calls the matches. He's a total sports broadcaster. He's done boxing. He's done uh, Pride FC, yeah, which was before uh, UFC bought. So then he's also done Bellator and stuff like that. So he's very good at calling sports, and he knows he's also. When he first started, he was a bloody wrestling manager. So he knows that business. It's not like it's something new to him. 
he's very good at what he does. The the only the, the, the one thing that puts me off WWE and their uh, their announcers is uh, what's his face with the tattoos? Hargrave. Uh, yeah, him. Just because I know he's being told in his ear, he needs to tell a backstory and he needs to be the heel on the desk. It's just we're trying to watch the match, call the match. Don't we don't need a fucking history lesson of what where they've come from, what they've done, what they've eaten, when they go to take a piss. We just want you to call the match. It's just it's 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 unnecessary and it just puts you off. Well, it's the the comparison to the role broadcast. Well, like JR would have. If there were a new wrestler, he would go through their history and that would be it. He wouldn't re- rehash it. Yeah. The problem is they're rehashing. They're going through and re-saying stuff that we already know. And it kind of... The, the other thing that kills WWE as well is the constant replays of stuff we've seen earlier in the show. Yeah. We don't have minds like a fucking sieve. We know what happened. It's That that pisses me off. You're just taking away time that you could have put somebody else on TV just to reshow an insignificant thing that happened at the start of the show which will feed into the the main event and it's been said but I'll say it again Raw does not need to be three hours it needs to be two hours yeah it's just too long there's, there's nothing there's no content even people getting sick of the Raw 24 the 24-7 championship that's dying because people are fed up of it or even right to give the Cruiserweight division a bit of a push Stick that on for the last hour. What harm is it going to do? Except show off the wrestlers that you've actually got and that actually can wrestle and just watch them fly around the ring for an hour. People would buy in away and watch it. The, the problem is, is, is he doesn't want that. He's already tried it, hasn't he? He tried it. It was he, SmackDown, he, but he put it on YouTube before he put it on the network. He didn't actually put no, it on. No, it, it, it was on Raw because it was on um, after the initial tournament had finished. Oh, yeah. It was on Raw. So they would have matches for the cruiserweight division, but it didn't last long because he was—he didn't like it, so he didn't do it. So he's already tried that, and the reason they won't do it again is because he doesn't want it. That's why it's got its own show, which is boggles my mind because nobody watches it because it's, it doesn't have anyone on there that many people recognise, like maybe Brian Kendrick, but yeah. at the moment he's probably there just for the money. Oh, 100%. But then again, I had Drake as the general manager of it, and then all of a sudden he just disappeared and he was too busy fighting with our truth over the 24-7 title. Yeah, because he changed his mind on a whim. It's so dumb. Like, oh, it, it's... We, we end every show with just whinging about the WWE, but yeah. I mean, the biggest piece of... I mean, if, to be fair... I'm going to rake on Impact Wrestling for a minute because of the weird fucking angle that they had this week. Okay, go on. They had somebody uh, apparently get shot uh, at a wedding or something like that in the middle of the ring. What? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't know who the guy's name is because I don't really know him, but apparently he was shot in the ring. And I kind of basically watched it going, well, I mean, it's different. (laughs) It is is definitely different. And I'll be honest, I'd watch it over anything that Roman Reigns does any day of the week. <coughs> yeah. But fuck me. I mean, I guess you got to get those written somehow and killing someone off in the middle of the ring is probably the best way to go. 
God knows I've watched so many people's careers get killed off in the middle of the room. That's uh, definitely different, that, like... Yeah, there's also that um, image that's been going around of a... Um, I don't know if you've seen it, an indie wrestler. Um, he basically climbed the... the second no, rope. Do, 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 do. Nah, oh, I don't know. No, nah, I saw it and I was like, oh, nah, I couldn't. I just don't understand. I don't understand how he did it. It's hilarious because he goes up and he tries to do the Raymond Stereo like ninety degree spin off the top of the second row, and his pin legs just buckle under him and he just falls the wrong way. Oh fuck! I mean, the referee was just looking at him, going, "Ah, well, how are we going to get him out of the ring now?" <laughs> oh, well, fucking, oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, that how was you bad. Managed? I've seen. I remember watching like Sid Vicious's first when he like his ankle buckled under him because they wanted him to do a boot, big boot from the second rope for some fucking reason. So yeah, imagine doing a big boot, but he missed and he just snapped his ankle in half. Oh, yeah, but this guy, he literally jumped backwards, didn't do a ninety degree turn, literally landed on his legs. His leg, his legs gave way and snapped both ways. And he, uh, oh, Nah, yeah, that was horrible. His, his kneecaps literally exploded. Oh, that, that is terrible. Oh, I've watched dude. many games of football and I haven't seen anything. That, well, I've seen Cissé's injuries, but other than that, I've not really seen anything that bad. Jesus. Oh, I mean, bad, that is, I mean, to do it with one leg's bad enough, but to be so unlucky that both your legs explode at the same time. <laughs> He's going to need a hell of a sticky plaster to put back together, though. God, it reminded me of watching the Lars Sullivan promo. <laughs> Jesus, I'd rather uh, do it. I actually rather... felt sorry for the bloke that I haven't seen. <laughs> Man, how do he... Any time that Lars Sullivan's on the screen, I, I want to do that. I'll climb on the second round and just blow up both my knees. I'd rather be in <laughs> agony than listen to that prick talk. <laughs> But to give him due, uh, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, and some of the other stars from AEW donated money to help him raise. And I think it's 200k he needs for his medical bills. Jesus. Two knees. Yeah, I can imagine that one knee's bad enough, but two. 100k a knee. Jesus Christ. He's done. That's his wrestling career done. Yeah, he ain't wrestling again after that. Like. Uh, that's... that's... Oh man, that, that's something for life. He's going to be needing um, a walking stick after that. Jesus. Well, we'll move on to a lighter note since we went a bit dark. <laughs> it wasn't that dark. I thought no, it was yeah. great. Wait, someone getting shot in impact and then a poor independent losing both knees. Hey, look, he's the one who got in the ring. <laughs> he decided to go on that second Robin jump. Nobody made him. Well, he's regretting it now. Obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in his wheelchair and his massive cast up to his bloody ass or whatever. Impact presents Talking Shop Armenia 2. Oh, cool stuff. That, uh, they've, they've even in the Impact have been quite clever with it because they've seen the traction Talking Shop's getting on its own. They've uh, teamed up with Carl and Gallows. And 
they've even got like a podcast after after um, Impact goes off now. So they do the Talking Shop podcast after Impact, which pretty good idea, capitalising on something. But then with possibly the second worst pay per view to go, which we talk short of you too. But to be fair, it is trash. But they know it's trash. But they're just enjoying themselves. First one I really enjoyed, so I'm really looking forward to the second one to see what happens in that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say, uh, Carl Anderson's in a bit of hot water at the moment. What for? Probably he was caught cheating on his wife. No, 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 no. Right, this is, this is quite funny because uh, <laughs> he actually cheated on a game of uh, Mario Kart. He was playing a game of Mario Kart with his missus uh, and he cheated. <laughs> so when he fell asleep, she wrote it all over his face and body and that. She wrote, I will not be cheated. So he, uh, yeah, appar- he, Apparently she went on Instagram and said a whole lot of... But that's what stuff. I read. I read it, that it was just over a game that he, uh, he cheated on a game. Not the fact that he actually cheated. I didn't know that. Apparently, she posted on Instagram that you not only after getting caught being unfaithful, you call your your wife mother of your four kids a slut. What? Your fair gazelle. Yeah, apparently, she went on Instagram. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm not getting involved in that. Fuck that. <laughs> no, that's that's too much for me. That like that. Mm-mm. Walk away. <laughs> As they would say, that's a whole load of nope. That'll sort out. I don't think he had, again, there's things like that in their personal lives that should be sorted between them. They shouldn't take it to the internet. But if he has done them things, and shame on him. Because his missus is quite hot, to be fair. You never know. You don't know. We don't know. But hey ho. No. See what happens. But apparently she hasn't come off very um, likable either. She's uh, originally what she said she was blaming him for having four kids, apparently. So she not only exposed him for cheating, but she also had like a lot of resentment for the kids that she had. Which is like really fucking weird. I get that you've been cheated on, but is there any way yeah, to lash out with the kids? It's not their fault. You should. They shouldn't be getting involved. It should be between you and him. Leave the kids out of it because the kids. It should even be fucking public. It should be. Nah. Just, you know what I mean. I can understand her feeling hurt and betrayed, but at the same time, is you don't bring your family into it and start kicking off about everything. Like, I don't know, it's not nice cheating on someone. You know what I mean? But hey ho. Living that way. Well, that's uh, <laughs> another downer, yeah. But, that's what yeah. It is. <laughs> but never mind. I woke up to that this morning and said, like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Champion. Because uh, somebody's saying, "Oh, why is she married to him anyway?" Like, uh, somebody actually said, oh, I, "Nobody else. I don't know who else would want to sleep with him or something." And I was like, "Oh." The fact is, he's had four kids with her, and he's an international professional wrestler. You'd yeah. be surprised. Fuck me. 
Get your brain out your ass. Exactly. Anywho, right, I was going by and I was watching some old school WWF before oh, WWE. Uh, the old SmackDown intro, I think it was the new, is it the new Radicals. I think they were fighting against Edge and Christian and uh, Bubba Ray. And then uh, Austin obviously got cost his title match on Raw by Triple H. Comes running out. His music by Disturbed comes sprinting yeah. into the ring. And you know what it is? I still got goosebumps when I was watching that. Just, there's just, just the electricity of it, of Austin running at this ring with a steel chair, just clearing house. And then Kurt Angle making his, flapping his gums again. Yeah. I hated it's, Kurt Angle. He was such a dick. Got at what he was doing. Exactly, but he was a dick. I miss those days. Pre pre WWE, pre um, what was it the aggressive the uh, the aggression era? That's aggression, yeah. Yeah, it's pre PG. They allowed the talent to do their own promos that's not scripted. The problem is, this one thinks it's some form of fucking, I don't know, TV show where it's actually drama and stuff that needs to be scripted, but it doesn't. I don't understand why the, the whole thing changed because they was doing well, like going into the 2000s, back in the 90s, back in the 90s, 2000s, doing really well. Then he did the invasion, then he did the ruthless aggression, then he did the whole. PG era, which still was entertaining, but then in the last few years, he just—I don't know if he's—if he feels threatened or he doesn't like wrestlers having any sort of control or any say. It's—it's it's just really weird. It's just sort of gone backwards a long way, and it's just—it is. I know we keep saying it, but it is in jeopardy of him just throwing it away altogether. Oh yeah. God, there's no really. Um, I can't. The problem I have is the fact that Triple H just sits there and he thinks everything's okay as well. He's part of the problem. Yeah. Especially with NXT UK. Um, like, they've hired. Uh, um, I think her name is Miato Saka. I'll probably butcher the name. Saka Buta or something like that. Mm hmm. She was on the um, last May Young Classic. Uh, she basically has her own company over in Japan that she calls. She's coming over to the UK to kind of coach and um, do stuff for NXT UK. The only reason is is because the NXT Japan thing didn't take off. Well, it was dead in the water before it did because they originally wanted to buy Stardom. But New Japan kind of bought it. Which is a better idea than WWE getting them mitts in it. Yeah, because they'll just butchered it and killed it off. Yeah, I think WWE should stay in America, personally. I, I know a lot of people will be like, well, I don't mind seeing their big pay-per-views over here and that. Yeah, that's all grand enough, but they shouldn't be buying up our independence scene. No. And they should, shouldn't be passing off like it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's not only that, they've, they've pretty much got a... a stake in WXW as well in uh, Germany so if it all goes tits up there's a possibility that we could lose a lot more companies because of them so 
it's a knock-on effect, unfortunately, because they're so deep in the indie roots now. Not that they use any of them on TV. No. It's all fucking pointless. <sighs> so it just... It is what it yeah. is type thing. Well, I it think... Is. Uh, we'll see what happens because I mean it's full gear this weekend isn't it yeah and we've got Raw tomorrow NXT Wednesday Dynamite and see what Pax is uh, and then we've got Smackdown with the whole tribal and then we've got full gear so it's it's a jam-packed wrestling week so hopefully we'll have a decent week and have some more decent talking talking points but yeah hopefully somebody on the indie scene breaks both their arms or something <laughs> Good only you <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Somebody else gets shot on impact as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Uh, um, but uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to both me and Dan complain and whinge and bitch. Oh, yeah. Um, we enjoy it. We still love the business. We still love the whole thing about it. That's why we do it. And this is why we're talking about it, just to express our opinions. Um, not everyone's going to agree with it, but you know that's why they're called opinions. From me, I'm going to say adios. Um, if you want to say your goodbyes, Dan. Yeah, fuck the lot of you. <laughs> oh, I see how you do this. All right, then. Right, but thank <laughs> you for listening, uh, and we'll catch you again next week. And peace. Check those knees. Thank <laughs> you.